0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose
1: on the official
0: home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good
1: morning. Thursday, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Huge, enormous, massive, large, 6-3 win for your Calgary Flames last night at the Moulet Arena on the campus of Arizona State University. A lot of junior hockey vibes last night in that barn. A lot of junior hockey vibes. The lighting was weird. The barn super small. But the Flames fight back from a two-goal deficit. When watching the game going, I can't believe this team is down two goals right now after thoroughly dominating their opponent. But picked up a big, a large two points last night. Uh, The gang's all here. Matt Rose, Patrick Dumont, Alex Brody. George Russick, Enormous win last night for the Flames. You want my biggest takeaway right away? I'm going right out of the gate. Firing it out right now. Yeah, Boom. Okay. Biggest takeaway. Let's go. Hit me we'll with get, it. We'll get Patrick Dumont's take on this too. Okay. I think that's the fastest I've seen the Flames all season. Yeah, I can get behind that. Sure. They looked fast last night. Walker Dewar flying all over the ice. Milan Lucic, I think, had a bit of the. He, he he didn't look he didn't look like he was turning like a seven forty seven last night. <laughs> he looked kind of fat. He looked okay out there. Jacob Pelche flying around. Uh, Huberto was flying around, although he can't buy a goal. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only negative. He didn't score on that breakaway at the end. <laughs> but they looked fast last night. Like I I think that's the fastest they've looked all season to me.
2: Moving their feet. Like the fourth line gets the early jump after they bingo in the first period and, and you felt like that was even a little bit of a, a weight off their shoulders. And then like you mentioned, I thought everyone was kind of moving after that. And frankly, it was a a, a mismatch to say the least. The Coyotes, as much as they're five oh and four in their last nine games and in one four straight at home, Yeah. Uh, it wasn't playing like that. I'll tell you that for free. No. And the flames skated circles around
3: them, appropriately so.
2: Patrick, did, did you kind of did you did you see the same thing?
1: Yeah, I, I just thought they were really really quick last night.
3: Yeah, I think like getting Walker Doer on that fourth line just <clears throat> excuse me just got some more life out of Milan Lucic, like yeah. for sure. Like it was nice to see that fourth line going and, and seeing all of the lines moving. Uh, you know, tough for Jonathan Huberto, of course. He but he shot more. He was getting more yeah. shots on net, and that's two in a row now where he's got the sh- getting the shots going a little bit more. Uh, you know, it, it was good to see again. You don't want to take it was. It was the opponent, of course. You know, like, like I didn't. I, I say I didn't have no faith in this group when they went down three one, and then look at that, they frigging come back, and it's it's the way it is. It's the Coyotes. It's a good win. It is. It is a, it is a yeah. must needed. Two points, with the way the standings are right now, they needed that one, especially on the front yeah. end of a back-to-back. And,
1: and, and again, they, they kind of uh, alluded to it in the post-game show, too, that, uh, well, it's the Coyotes, some people on the text line. Uh, to, okay, but they stomped them last night. The only reason why they got scored on twice was essentially bad luck.
3: This team has a losing record against teams that are yeah. well below 500. Like They were down two goals because Toffoli
2: rings one off the crossbar. And beating Vamelka clean. And it's such a ripper that it goes out of the zone and sends him on a two-on-one. Yeah. you would like to save on that one. And then you have Tanev yeah. knocking a puck home. After he tries to clear it, it bounces on its back edge so it doesn't get out of the zone. And then he ends up knocking it home. So yeah. bad luck on those two oh, goals. Goal yeah. by
1: Chris Tanev uh, on that one as well. And and that two-on-one by Michelli you're uh, alluding to. Um, Vladaro is way too deep in his net on that yeah. one. That's why he kind of got beaten. And every time, that Michelli kid, he's good. Oh, yeah. For the Coyotes. Every
2: time we watch him,
1: yeah, he puts
2: Zadorov in the spin cycle early.
1: And every time I just can't, uh, if you're a certain vintage like myself, uh, you grew up watching Who's the Boss mm. with Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. And uh his 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 name in the show was Anthony Maselli. So every time I saw Michelli <laughs> out there, I thought of Angela. Every time he touched the puck, I thought of like lame who's the boss.
2: Good for you. Yeah. I like that. And
1: Prime Melissa Milano. <laughs> yeah, so uh big flames. win for yeah, the yeah, flames. yeah, Focus, focus style uh, last night Mullerina. Six three. Yeah. Again, I, I get it. It's it's kitschy, uh, it's it's a uh, uh, apparently a temporary home <laughs> temporary home for the coyotes would you be surprised they <laughs> they're there in 10 years would you be really that
2: surprised and turning the landfill into a landmark george yeah.
1: well, good good catch on the ap- broadcast oh that
3: they're moving to a landfill
1: yeah well well they did okay when they played in phoenix downtown yeah, in the like basketball people, arena. Yeah, people went there to watch the Coyotes, the old Jeremy Roenick days. It
3: was, yeah, it was a good group coming out of Winnipeg. They made yeah. the playoffs like their first four years in Phoenix. No
1: bitterness there out of your voice when they left Winnipeg to go to Arizona. A little bit. But uh, again, I, I thought they looked fast. I thought it was a complete effort. And again, down 3-1. Uh, Flames Twitter was melting down last night, down 3-1. <laughs> the negativity was just flying all over social media. This is the worst team. They're going to miss the playoffs. But again... When you out, they had the highest shot total of the season, mm-hmm. 52. The fewest shots allowed, 14. Yep. And they scored three power play goals last night. Outside of just bad luck, because that's essentially what it was, they stomped the poor Coyotes. The one thing last I will
2: night. say, and we talked to Lou on Tuesday about this, and one of the things we discussed was this team can kind of fold at times when they're faced with adversity. And when you allow those two goals the way that they go in and you're up the way that you are on the shot clock and, and just in play in general, the way that you've run the show. Would this team have folded earlier on in the season in moments like that? They have shown that they've folded in moments like that. Granted doing it against the Coyotes, it would have been a pretty impressive kind of collapse from the way that they were playing. If that one had gotten away for them from them, but nevertheless, that was kind of one of my things was, Hey, Things didn't go your way, and you battled back. And you yeah. battled back quick, too. Yeah. And then in the third period, you you know, we've said it a lot about this team. They lead the league in one-goal games. They don't really get to skate easy into the end. Yeah. Usually they're, you know, facing a six-on-five or chasing the game when the game's ending. Something like that.
1: How much, if they lose that game last night, how much would we be scrutinizing the goaltending this morning?
2: Oh, yeah. Heaps. Especially on the... On the, what would have been the third one? That, that one I didn't love, especially yeah. at the moment in the game. I'm like, oh man, that's, especially because it's a uh, self-clear off a crossbar. Mm. It's a little bit different. Like, Mackenzie Wieger kind of fumbles the puck on his offside that leads to the Tanev one. This is to fully wringing it off the crossbar.
1: Yeah, it was a rocket. Yeah. um Alex, can I get a ding, please? Uh, Patrick sent me three words uh, this morning. Scrutinize is one of them. There you go. It's in the bank.
3: Completely missed it.
2: Okay. It's okay. Really excited for this new bit.
1: Yeah, we uh what we do is um Patrick sends me three mysterious words and I try to incorporate them throughout the show and uh we go from there.
2: I will say scrutinize is a good word.
1: Yeah, and it's... you didn't even you didn't even No, that that one belonged in the sentence. Yeah, well that's that's kind of the key. You gotta you gotta incorporate them. Uh, last time we did this on Friday, it was uh, lyrical, divesting, gambit, mm-hmm. and I used all three. So right now we're already one in the bank here. Good, and we're ten minutes into the show. Good. Um, I I did like uh, the fear the fork thing they have going on for the Coyotes. Fear the fork. Yeah. Well, it's not the Coyotes; it's for Arizona State University. I know they're the they're the devil of the Sun Devils, and I understand all that. Have you ever been to ASU? No. Okay, so, um, like ASU is.
2: It's, it's like an the, elite school, right? Yeah, it's, it's where the it's definitely it's, it's an Ivy League school, isn't no, it, George?
1: It, uh, yeah, it's it's like Ivy League it, of the Southwest. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the Devry of like colleges. Like if, if you know, like Rob, no, he went to Arizona. No, um, Arizona State University is Jake Plummer went to Arizona
3: State. Yeah, there it's you go. Uh,
1: it's not the most esteemed. Barry Bonds went to Arizona State. Mm. It's not the most esteemed learning institution. I think their mascot's a broken condom. But if you've (laughs) ever been to Arizona State University, um, you'll know why it's awesome to go to Arizona State University. Because there's some lovely ladies walking around Mm. the campus. It is. It's insane. Nice. I know that a lot of our listeners make that trek down to Arizona to watch the flames. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Arizona State University. It's crazy. Um, And. Good vibe in there. Franchise talked about it. He's going to join us later on. He said he loved the atmosphere, it, and it's great for this two or three seasons they're actually going to be there. But it it was weird watching that game last night. Like, because there's no. It was just very junior hockey feel. The lighting was weird. It's a little weird there. Some of the the lighting and the shadows you see during the game. Maybe maybe that had something to do with the Vladar. I don't know.
2: And it, it, it kind of reminds me of an all-star game in the sense that you have people of all sorts of hockey jersey because it's just like yeah. they are there for a vacation and they're like, let's go to a game. And they're from Philadelphia or yeah. Pittsburgh or something like that. There was a dude in a Washington Capitals shirt behind the bench behind Daryl Sutter that. for the entire game. Old yeah. Capitals, too, Yeah, and like an old Capitals shirt.
1: Did you see that guy repping the Gary Roberts Flames jersey? yeah. What a legend that guy nice is. Nice work. By the way, I think I heard every single Flames fan when they scored. Like, I think you could even hear the conversations they were having during the broadcast.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and there were some expletives that definitely got over yeah. the broadcast that you yeah. that weren't as clear as...
1: Yeah, the, the when Huberto missed the shot on the yeah. power play. Man, that was a loud F-bomb. Yeah, he was not very happy. No, he was not uh, <laughs> very happy. Flames win 6-3. Big win over the Coyotes last night. Much-needed win. Uh, to stay in the thick of this playoff race. Uh, They're in Vegas tonight to play the Golden Knights, 7 p.m. right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Frank Saravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff, joining us at the top of the hour. Sam Cosentino, uh, NHL on Sportsnet. He was on the broadcast along with Carolyn Cameron last night. Darren Millard, looking forward to talking to him at 8 o'clock. Give us the Vegas perspective of thing. Golden Knights host on uh, AT&T Sportsnet will join us at 8.05. And our man, the franchise, Eric Smith, uh, Eric Smith, Eric Francis will join us at uh, eight thirty. I have, have want a... talk
2: raps with franchise. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a <laughs> lot of takes
1: on uh, the NBA and how wide open it is. And Pascal, especially Shaquem, in, especially in the uh, Western Conference. Um, I got a, I got an airline thing for France, for franchise too.
2: Airline, we're going yep. back to the planes, hey.
1: No, but I, I got. I just want something. I want to. talk about. Oh, you've to got an
2: about. airline one yourself. Because
1: during it, I'm like, okay, I got to bring this up on the show tomorrow mm. when I see the when I, when we talk to the franchise. Someone take
2: their toes out on the plane? No, 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 no. We, Little we, piggies came out. Nope, we will mm. talk about it.
1: Um, again, tons on the Flames six three win over the Coyotes. We got four hockey guests on today. We are loaded <laughs> today. A lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. Um, saw this on um, saw this on Twitter yesterday. As uh, Alex, can I get the master's theme, please? Immediately. Immediately. Uh, The master's theme, please. Um, I saw this on Twitter yesterday. You and I are big golf guys.
2: We love to play the game. You still got to do your live team picker. Yeah, I do. I, I want to. I got the Range Goats. I got oh, Bubba Watson's wow. team. Oh
1: my son, my, my son's so happy to <laughs> play for the Range Goats. I was so
2: excited to tell you oh, that I'm I'm a Range Goat guy. Oh, that's nice.
1: And everyone else in the room was aces. Oh, i I I, I want to be on the Smashers because he's smashing. Yeah, yeah. So this is nice. So yesterday uh-huh. I saw this on social media. Yeah, this is real. This isn't fake. This isn't fake. Uh, Augusta National. Has uh, tweeted out something. You can get a Taste of the Masters hosting kit.
2: Bring it home.
1: For 175 U.S.
2: Only $175. Right.
1: It serves four, 12 to 14 guests and shipping is included. You so can it's 175
2: Feed your whole party for $175. Yes.
1: All orders um, will be delivered no later than Friday, April 7th. Okay.
2: That's for the good. Masters That's that's right on time So this the is masters. what you get
1: This is what you get For $175 If you're having a Masters party You get the actual Augusta National Egg Salad The famous egg salad A 24 ounce Plastic container Of mm. egg salad To make your own egg, Masters egg salad At home
2: Yeah I could crush The whole thing myself You get your 24 ounce Pimento cheese Also could 24
1: ounces Hose the whole thing myself The pork barbecue For 24 ounces Yeah Probably uh, the plain potato chips, master's potato chips. They say master's on the bag. Oh, okay. Master's barbecue chip potato though, chips. Oh. 12 master's chocolate chip cookies. Mm. You get a sleeve of 25 master's branded souvenir cups. Yeah. The cups uh, are a big deal. Like that's, that's probably worth the price itself. Master's branded wax paper sleeve of 12 <laughs> sheets. Master's coasters pack of 12. That's everything got. The only thing you don't get is bread and buns not included.
2: I kind of like that. I don't need my bread and my buns. I'll find my own.
1: So, I I'm I'm a I I eat all the mass like I eat everything masters up. It's so cheesy, it's so corny. I love, you know, historic Butler Cabin, you know, the the azaleas, the Georgia pines. I eat all the of green them, Azalea Lane yeah, yeah. like like I I eat all of that crap up every spring. So, I wanted to ask our text line 96960 we can fade this down a little bit although I love it gives you goosebumps. A tradition unlike any other, as Jim Nance likes to say. A tradition By the way, unlike any other. Were you watching any of the golf on Sunday? The Masters. Um, did I watch Sunday?
2: Don't think so.
1: So what did um, I do Sunday? I'm wow. watching. Uh, oh, I was watching uh, on Hitman? my phone
2: a little bit. Rom and Fino. Yeah, I yeah. was at the. I was at Seven Chiefs watching the Memorial Cup host Kamloops Blazers. Oh, okay, cool.
1: So I uh, I was watching uh, Rom and Max Homa go back and forth. Yeah, they went down the stretch. Toe to toe. Max Homa crying
2: after, man, got me right in the feels.
1: So uh, Rom hits a putt, and then Jim Nance goes, uh, much like the Steven Spielberg movie that came out last year, catch me if you can. I'm like, Jim, that movie came out 21 (laughs) years ago. Are you losing it there, Jim? You all right? (laughs) Came out last year. I'm like, what? No, that was the
2: Fablemans, but.
1: Yeah, I don't mm, like... All right. Jim, that movie came out in 2002. <laughs> be... Yeah, like, I like your reference, but I was a little concerned for old Jim there. Yeah, that's... Maybe it's too much Tony Romo beside him. What? I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. So I uh, wanted to ask you a 960-960 name and find location. Let's Jim. If the Calgary Flames sent on a hosting kit... It's important play, Jim. What should be in that Taste of the Flames hosting kit? 960-960 mm. name and location. If the Calgary Flames... You're having a big Flames watch party maybe tonight at your house. Watch the Golden Knights and Flames big game. If the Flames sent out a hosting kit, Maddie, mm-hmm. what is at least one thing that's got to be in there? Probably an original sixteen. Okay. So mom and Brendan Parker right there. Brandon Parker's smiling while he's asleep
2: right now. Uh, a pocket dog, probably. Okay. Um, that would certainly be in there. Patrick, do you have any ideas too?
1: Uh, a malt and maybe a a mm. Harvey plush, little Harvey the Hound plush. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. There you go. See, now you're thinking.
2: Maybe like a like a Flames branded, a couple of Flames branded mini sticks.
1: Heroin beer's got to be a part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. right, right from the upper deck. <laughs> like, like <laughs> right from the upper deck. Right.
2: I, I don't know how it's how,
1: how it's gonna keep, but. Yeah. But Ma- here's mayb- <laughs> no, maybe they throw it in like a keg form, or it's it's pressurized, but so you're good. I think
2: the problem is that it has, to go, no, it has it to go through the dirty lines. No, but it goes through the
1: line into this keg, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a legit heroin beers you get.
2: So we're repurposing, yeah, we're repacking it,
1: yeah, because mm-hmm. you got to get the
2: taste of the dough, Okay, yeah. Well, that's it's important to put it on the list. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out the logistics, but yeah, that that's an important one for
1: sure. <laughs> Chris and Southwood. The kid should include the taste of bitter disappointment. Oh, this... come on, Chris! The big win last <laughs> night. Why do we got to? Why do we got to immediately jump on the negative train? Hey, eh? <laughs> oh, it's it has so many stops, George. It's yeah. so easy to get <laughs> it's on. So easy to jump on the yeah. negative train. Got like free fare zone right here. No problem. Um, <laughs> twelve. This is gross. A twelve ounce cup of Harvey saliva. Oh, <laughs> oh, what? He's got a big tongue. <laughs> like that's just. My goodness! Where are you at in your day? Yeah. Where that was? Who wants that? Yeah. That was Who the, the first thing that, that came that? to your like, mind. Like the actual person who's Harvey the Hound? <laughs> yeah, the actual dude inside the. You know how long <laughs> it would take to fill up a twelve ounce cup yeah, of slime? God, immediately! Wow, immediately! I'm yeah.
2: thinking logistics, man. This might be yeah. a problem. We're gonna need a couple of Harveys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Masters is
1: sending out a hosting kit to watch the golf tournament. 175 bucks to get a ton of stuff. If the flame sent out a hosting kit, what's in that kit? 960, 960. Pocket darts. Name it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you said, like you said, some dogs. The pocket, pocket dogs. The so heroin sure. beers got to be there. The
2: heroin beers have to be in there. I always used to love getting a malt when I used to go, like
3: Patty said. And I still yeah. do like getting them.
2: They're
1: so good.
3: Man. Okay. They, they were sold out at the Wranglers game by the end of the second period out of malts on really? Friday. Out of malts. At least yeah. in the
2: lower section there it's kind of wild when you can watch the like different things they sell out depending on which game is being played in the scotia bank oh, yeah the malts and the wranglers that's a match yeah that's uh, a match made in heaven keep we them rolling kids, in. they love
1: it 960 960 name and location i think we'll put texty mctexterson our sports 960 the fan uh reading robot
2: i like this one we get a bunch of fake mustaches like Lanny? Oh, like Lanny. Oh,
1: yeah. that's a good one. So yes. everyone can be wearing a bunch of
2: fake mustaches. Yes. That, yeah. mm-hmm. I like that. Someone like that. just literally says a piece of Lanny's mustache, but that's <laughs> we don't think once well, again the he's logistics got a lot here. To go no, but
1: if he's trimming it and you get a little tiny hair, <laughs> that's he's probably like, like trimming that every day. Yeah, that thing's beautiful. Like what if you had an Euler's voodoo doll? That You keep <laughs> like stabbing it in the with eye repeatedly with blue and orange
2: pins. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's something you could probably do. Yeah, That'd probably I guess. be a or like a, like a shooter tutor with like someone from the Oilers on it. You could just rip shots at something like that. Okay, yeah, stab it in the eye repeatedly. I was trying to kind of bring it back a little bit, you know, less mystic. Okay, you know, no, this, this city has a little, little bit of a trend where there's curses and stuff like that, and we kind of want to try and stay away from that because that obviously didn't end up well. Um Did you ever see the curses from last playoff run? No. What do you mean curses? God. There was a bunch of curses on the internet that the Flames fans were trying to put on Jake Ottinger. You know
1: where I came from, right? Yeah. You're talking about curses? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Come on. <laughs> like, the team got to the cup final in 0-4.
2: Oh, no, but
1: this is like that's pretty recent for like look at look no, at a no, lot no. of teams that don't even even sniff <laughs> success like that, like yeah, like I get it. you want to throw curses and all this voodoo at me. that's fine, but I wish like that stuff existed when it comes to some the curse of the Bambino felt like a real thing until the Red Sox actually won the World Series. No Billy I mean, goat in Chicago, I mean, yeah. like
2: the flames fans were like trying to put like. Old school curses on Jake Ottinger. Listen, like, like hex. Like hexes. Like,
1: okay. Yeah. Listen, I, I am not. You now, doctor? I, do I believe in any of that? No. Do I want. Uh, some old witch lady giving me a curse? Hell to the no! Mm-mm. No, I don't want that. I don't want to mess with that voodoo. No, 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 no. I'm a type of guy too. Don't get me near a Ouija board. I don't want to play that stuff. No. <laughs> why you want to play with ghosts? No, why? Especially if it's from that that creepy factory in China, like the OG Ouija board. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Hard pass. Hard pass on one of those. No thanks. Uh, what is in the Flames Hosting Kit? Give us some things. I like the fake Lanny mustaches. <laughs> Heroin beers is a must. I like the uh, Harvey the Hound plush that our man Patrick Dumont came up to, uh, came up with. I like that as well. Keep them rolling in 960-960, name and location. Tons straight ahead on the large Flames 6-3 win last night over the Coyotes at Arizona State University at the Mullet Arena with the Rose Report, because you got a lot of stuff straight ahead, don't you? Heaps, but it's all But it's all on the Flames, essentially.
2: Uh, I got a lot of stuff, George.
1: All right, let's get to a break, then. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.
2: Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk
0: with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand.
1: Thursday, it's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Frank Servalli, NHL Daily Faceoff at the top of the hour. Then our man, Sammy Cosentino. NHL on Sportsnet. He's all over the draft like a dirty
2: shirt. I watched one of the top prospects for the draft yesterday mm. at the Dome, Zach Benson. Mm. A goal, three assists. He's the seventh-ranked player by NHL Central Scouting in North America, so he's probably going to be a top-ten pick. Uh, maybe
1: we can ask Sammy why the hell the Blackhawks are so red-hot all of a sudden winning all these games. When yeah, they what? should be losing, losing, losing. Patrick Kane is just absurd right now.
2: Dude, Max Domi was out of his mind in that game yesterday, too. I had the dual screens going, and man. When... Look,
1: look at you getting your fill of Hawks and Stars.
2: It's, uh, it's that time of year, like a few weeks before the trade deadline, where I just can't get enough. It like, doesn't if, matter like, what
1: game it is. I, I get it if like, they're, the Kraken were playing or like the Oilers. got to see what's going on in the Pacific Division. But you need you, de- you definitely had to have your eye on the Hawks and Stars well, last night. Well,
2: it was the only game on. I have the, the big screen going, so I yeah. threw it up in the corner. And, of course, yeah. Dallas jumps out to their 3-0 lead. And then Chicago look made your, a game out
1: of it. Look at your champagne problems. It's a pretty good gig, George. Yeah. Listen, I, Listen,
2: I don't get time off like you do, but it's a pretty true. good gig. Well,
1: <laughs> it's true. I Like, thank, thank goodness it's already Thursday. I'm yeah. already exhausted. Yeah,
2: you must be tired, man. I'm bad. tired. I woke up this morning. Show. <laughs> woo!
1: Thank God it's Friday tomorrow. All right, uh, it's time It's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match they and beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast.
2: Marty Rose.
1: Matt Rose. Yes. Matt Rose.
2: Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Oh, feels so good to hear that and be back in our normal chairs in the Rose Report. What do we got today? Flames and Coyotes breakdown. We really were really down on the scoreboard, but I would say that was about as far as that went. <laughs> what? <laughs> Daryl was asked a post-game about the panic after they were down 3-1. We really
3: were really down on the scoreboard, but I would say that was about as
2: far as that went. <laughs> yeah. okay. You can see the facial reaction when you hear it, just the Mmm, that's about as far as that went. There was also two other NHL games yesterday and a couple of really interesting trades. We have a trade to announce. Uh we also have some golf notes, the raps are back, some local notes, and Netflix might just have another banger series coming this summer. Yeah, I'm we'll,
1: here. I'm here. <laughs> so let's get after it. Hermie.
2: We'll start with the Flames of the Coyotes. The Flames won 3-2 December 5th in the first meeting. Second and third meetings, both going to be down at the mullet. Dan Vladar got the start, stopped 18 of 20 in the win over the Coyotes back in December. The other line I've changed saw Walker Dewar in for Adam Adam Rzicka. Trevor Lewis moved to the middle of that fourth line to skate with Dewar and with Luch. And that line found the back of the net in the first period. In
0: front, here's Looch,
2: shot, he scores!
0: Milan Lucic picks up the puck in fraud and snaps it inside the
2: near goal post. Trevor Lewis makes a hell of a play getting the puck out of a scrum in the corner. A little give and go with Dewar and Lucic buries his fifth goal of the season. Despite outshooting Arizona 18 3 in the first, the Flames only led 1 0. Uh, I
1: gave you the total for Milan Lucic's goals at 4.5.
2: That was way back in what? I think it was in December. I want to say like the first week of December.
1: Yeah. And uh, you, Patrick Dumont, and Lou yep. all went over. Yep. You guys catch that ticket last night, that, that mythical ticket that Ching. never. Lots yeah. of
2: games to go, George. Uh, I could see 20 in the future Yeah, here. sure.
1: Um, really quick. Um, when Milan Lucic scores, how hard do you think it is for Daryl Sutter not to fist pump? <laughs> Honestly. He- like, <clears throat> how hard is it to go? Every time Milan
2: Lucic scores. He wants to do the, the drive by on like, the bench. Who do you, too?
1: Yeah, who do you think gets more excited? We'll get to the Jacob Pelchier goal. <laughs> you think Daryl Sutter screams like that internally when Milan
2: Lucic scores? Yes. Probably. He loves Milan Lucic. He's when he's got his guys, man. Yeah. He loves his guys. In the second period
1: like fire engine noises when he scores.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the second period, things certainly didn't go to Flames way early. Backlund takes a tripping penalty. The coyotes tie it up on a nasty pass from Clayton Keller to Nick Schmaltz. Uh, Craig Morgan told us about the chemistry between that duo on the show yesterday morning. We certainly saw it on the game time goal there. Once again, despite a ton of shots and pressure, the Flames could not score. And Arizona showed that they can take advantage of some mistakes.
0: Here's Hayton now. our side to Goss to spare with a shot stop. Rebound. tannen scores on his own net.
2: Now, Augustus Bear will
0: lift it up in the air. Not out. DeFoli knocks it down and keeps it in. DeFoli shoots off the crossbar.
2: Here comes Maselli the other way. Maselli and shoots and scores. Opportunistic. uh, Bad luck for the Flames. Whatever you want to call it. You have Chris Tanev scoring on his own net. Oh, by the way, it was his 700th NHL game yesterday. Uh, That just while trying to clear a rebound. And then Michelli scoring off a self-clear from Toffoli's shot that gets rung off the crossbar. The Coyotes led 3-1 just after the midway point of the second period. Uh, Two things, too. Um, Like, again, if there's one guy who scores
1: on his own net who you give a pass to, it's Chris Tanev. Could you imagine what the reaction would have been if Jonathan Huberto did that last night?
2: Oh, torches and pitchforks. Yeah. Yeah, it but it's like, ah, oh,
1: Tanev, it's like, oh, he's trying to clear it. It's Tanev. He's the best defensive defenseman on the team.
2: It's all right, you get a pass. Yeah, he eats like 100 blocks more than yeah, anybody else on fine. the team. You going to do that once in a while? Yeah. Sure, whatever. I just, I just
1: didn't like how deep Ladar was, too, on that two-on-one.
2: Yeah, no, it, that that was the one goal yesterday that I looked at and said, man, that's a double. Like, the pass from Keller to Schmaltz is nasty. It was. It was an absolute
1: beautiful <laughs> sauce. And again, he's still a little deep in his net. My favorite thing about that whole sequence, too, was when Toffoli rang it off the crossbar. And he, like, looks to the sky. He's like, oh, my God, I got to get back now. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, like, so sick that he missed that opportunity. He's like, oh, got to skate now. And then they, they score. And you're like, how is this team down 3-1 right now dominating this game?
2: I'm sure they asked themselves the same thing. Luckily, they did get a power play. Arizona, too many men, sent the Flames to the extra man advantage. New look units, although it's kind of back to the old units. Top unit of Caudry, Lindholm, Huberto, Tofoli, and Anderson wasted no time. Another
0: Holmes by Avi power play. Flames are all for one tonight. They win the draw, set things up. Tofoli throws it to the net. It's tipped, rebound. Lindholm scores.
2: Yeah, listen, when Derek's not even through the sponsor tag, shout out Holmes by Avi and the pucks in the back of the net, that's usually a good sign. And just over a minute later, the Flames drive in. The Flames the other way. Dubé, left wing side to defoli he scores!
0: Tyler Toffoli powers the puck off Carl Vamelka and into the Coyotes' net. The Flames have battled back and they have tied the game at
2: three. Dan Vladar makes a nice stop. Lindholm, great up pass to yep. Dubey, who feeds Toffoli, shoots through former Flame Yusof Alamaki and ties the game to Foley. 29 points in his last 24 games. And that assist for Elias Lindholm, 500 points. On the career. Tie game after 40 minutes of play.
1: And again, goes back to what I've been saying for weeks now. Tyler Toffoli, the most consistent winger on this team. Pretty much probably the most consistent forward on this team for the majority of the season. Did you see the Eric Francis thing at the intermission? Mm. About the Toffoli stat? Oh. The, the players under, who have under 17 minutes who has the most points in the NHL. Tyler yeah. Toffoli has the most. I did see um, that. And it's like, you're like, okay. Makes kind of sense because I feel like that's the sweet spot for Tyler Toffoli. Oh, 100%. guy isn't the fastest skater in the world, but he makes those little plays. You know what I like about Tyler Toffoli, too, that is kind of underrated? He's a bit of a rat in how he slashes and hacks guys too.
2: Oh, he gets angry.
1: Oh, he does. He gets like he and he and, and he uses a stick immediately. Yeah. Like that's the one thing he automatically it's just boom. Um swing the heel. Yeah. Like that's what he does. But I, I again I, to, to me, he's been the most consistent forward. On this team this entire season now because lindholm's obviously super important so is Kadri but tafoli
2: has been consistent since pretty much day one when you're talking about t- the team that lacks goal scoring what is the one guy that you can look to and score goals consistently for this team it's certainly him in the third period the flames continue to pour it on here's
0: backwood the hard pass to the left point to dubai who holds the puck in and now drops it off to hannafin hannafin shoots and scores Noah Hannafin took the shot and Jacob Pelche appeared to redirect the puck just inside the near goal post. The Flames have scored three unanswered to regain the lead. It is
2: four to three. Jacob Pelche with the deflection on the Hannafin shot on the power play. They showed the footage of Pelche tipping pucks with assistant coach Kale McClain at practice and even then it was something that Pelche talked about after the game too. It was a big PP for us and uh, I've been kind of practicing at the at the end of the practice to try to tip box like like backs. so uh it was it was good shot by uh uh Noah and yeah score yeah yeah score tipping it like backs. I love it uh I'm not hearing a
1: lot of Peltier doesn't get an opportunity he's getting you know the raw deal here in Calgary he's he's been great so far and that added speed and Walker Dewar last night Kind of something we talked about to kick off the show. I just, I haven't seen him that fast all season. I don't know. Maybe it's recency bias, prisoner of the moment, whatever you want to call it. To me, they looked super fast last night, and the two kids were a big difference. I know Daryl talked about it post-game. Uh, yeah, the energy is one thing, but you still got to bring it. Both of those guys brought it last night.
2: Flames would add two more goals. Walker Dewar absolutely burned Spare wide. Uh, not a good night for Shane Gostaspare. Uh, Dewar goes forehand, backhand with a nice move on. From what from confidence, Melka. too. hmm And then uh, Goss' spare fanned on a shot later, which led to a Michael Backlund goal and a 6-3 victory for the Calgary Flames. Next game is tonight. They visit the Golden Knights. They wrap it back-to-back.
1: Uh, season high for Flames and shots,
2: 52. Fewest shots against, 14.
1: Three power play goals, too. And I think the one thing that's maybe under the radar in all of this that we haven't even touched on yet Rasmus Anderson looked like Rasmus Anderson last night. Yeah, and we know that uh, it was a very traumatic experience uh, getting smoked by a car on your scooter and finding out that it was like way serious, compared way more to, serious like, than we thought, we had maybe thought. Yeah, it was like when you got hit by a car,
2: and it wasn't like that at all. No, it, was it wasn't. Like you woke up in an ambulance. Yeah, and like, I what is happening? Did not. I was conscious the whole time. Yeah, and it was fine. Well, at least you were lubricated. I was quite lubricated. Yeah, so you were
1: very, you're very pliable. When it came to that, yeah, and I had my head down. I didn't see him
2: coming. Yeah, so I but didn't,
1: again, I didn't. he yeah, you know, he what? looked like Rasmus. He looked like Rasmus Anderson last night, which obviously I'm sure is it's just a tough mental hurdle to get over after
2: after suffering the injury he did. There was the one point where I was like, that interference penalty, I was like, oh man, did his foot speed look bad? Oh, oh, it's Clayton Keller? Okay, never mind. That's fine. He would have happened to anybody. Alright, that's the story on the Flames. They'll play the Golden Knights tonight. 7 o'clock, Flames Mm. warm-up will go at 6 o'clock. Jets and Islanders are playing in the first of two matchups this week. The rematch will go in Winnipeg on Sunday. Uh, Just two games on the NHL ice yesterday. This was one of them. Jets closing out a four-game Eastern Conference road trip. Islanders playing their second game without Matt Barzell, placed on the injured reserve with a lower body injury. The two Vesna Trophy favorites who don't play in Boston, going head-to-head in Connor Hellebuck and... Ilya Sorokin, so of course we had a low scoring game, 1 1 until midway through the third period.
0: Inside the Winnipeg, and good body check there again by the Winnipeg Jets and DeMello on Holstrom. Centered back out in front though as Martin. Now Holstrom a shot, he scores. Winnipeg just never got possession of the puck after they stopped the opportunity in the corner. Simon Holstrom.
2: Bo Horvat with two nice passes on the play. The second one ends in Simon Holmstrom's fourth of the season and the game winner, Islanders, 2-1 over the Jets. The Avalanche really enjoying that. They're now just four points back of Winnipeg with three games in hand. The Avalanche might have also had their eye on the Stars and the Blackhawks, probably enjoyed the first half of the game. All Stars, they jumped out to a 3-0 lead, but a few mistakes for Dallas allowed Chicago to get back into it. Patrick Kane assisted on a power play goal and scored twice in a nine-minute span to tie the game, heading into period number three.
0: Domi picks it up at center, ice, right 2 on one with Kane over the with Stars, line left, circle, fires, he scores! Max Domi fires the go-ahead, up into the top right corner on a two-on-one break, <laughs> and the Hawks lead for the first time in this game.
2: Max Domi's third point of the night on the game winner. He and Patty came both to three points. Pretty wild ending. Hawks had a chance at that empty net. They miss it. Dallas goes the other way. They look to score, but it's about a half second too late, which is exactly like what happened to Chicago the night prior in their game against Vegas. Blown opportunity for the Stars. Colorado is now five points back of Dallas and four points back of Winnipeg. And they have three games in hand on both those teams. Uh, they would have liked the NHL scoreboard yesterday.
1: Uh, Frank coming up to and a report last night from the uh, New York Post uh, from Larry Brooks. Well, Brooksy. Brooksy brought, oh, Towards his favorite. Oh, yeah. Apparently the Rangers are not out on Patrick Kane. I know. So they, that's super interesting because have, he was disappointed that they got they, they traded for Tarasenko, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. oh no he they're done on Patrick Kane oh no old Brooksie's saying uh Chris Drury Rangers general manager says uh, th- th- you never know never say never was the quote
2: here's the thing if 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 Patrick Kane says that's the only place I want to go Chris Drury's like all right what do you want yeah. a second couple of seconds sure a prospect yeah hands are tied bro he doesn't want to go anywhere else probably like the other thing that was in elliot's 32 thoughts yesterday was that the oilers are kind of prepared to do this but it has to be on event uh patrick kane to decide hey i want to go actually funny further.
1: how all of a sudden his hip looks pretty good when he, the hip was the big concern there's on another patrick reason kane. why
2: i wanted to watch that game yesterday a little bit i was like oh, let me see let me see what he looks like he looked like patrick and He actually kane. looked really good yeah and the same as he did against vegas the nights prior Uh, Business schedule tonight Including plenty of teams Who jockey for position Around the Flames In the West Oilers visit the Penguins That goes at 5 Also at 5 Kings and Devils in Jersey Wild visit the Blue Jackets Canucks and Blues Battle in St. Louis At 6 At 8 The Kraken host the Bruins The Predators visit the Sharks At 8.30 Yesterday Two trades
0: I have two trades to. I have That's good
2: The Knights move the LTIR money of Shea Weber, which allows them to take on some contracts with term. (laughs) The Weber contract and a fifth round pick go to Arizona while Vegas gets AHL blue liner Dyson Mayo. They were the only team expected to be over the salary cap next season by Cap Friendly prior to the deal. So now the Knights have a little bit of wiggle room, not only for this year, but moving forward. So what do you think the Knights could be after here, George? Whatever they want. Timo Meyer. Although I that's don't That's what they do. But that... Sharks fans would be livid if they got Timo Meyer because that's a big rivalry.
1: Yeah. Um, and what I think what's the team that's lurking in all of this, and Timo Meyer included, are the Blues. And they're going to use all that assets in the Ryan O'Reilly trade and the Tarasenko trade. That
2: rumor picked potential... up a lot of steam. Yeah.
1: And Chickren, who didn't play last night because of trade-related reasons, which is the new load management now in the NHL, which is kind of really dumb. He's back at practice. And if I'm a team that's chasing the flames in the playoffs, I'm kind of upset that Chickren's not playing for the Coyotes, but whatever. Um, don't be surprised. The Blues are in on Meyer now and Chicken apparently.
2: That Weber contract carries a cap hit uh, a little below seven point nine million dollars, but the real money is way less. Arizona gets the, uh, closer to the cap floor for next season with this oh contract. God. It's just and they end up saving about seven hundred thousand dollars in actual salary expenditures. Right. Uh, the other deal was also a salary cap positioning franchise. move. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. The Chicago Blackhawks ac- acquired Nikita Zaitsev as well as a second and fourth round pick for future considerations from the Ottawa Senators. Zaitsev signed for this year and next at $4.5 million, which gives the Senators some flexibility with players like Alex DeBrinkett, who needs a new deal after the season, opens up some more playing time for younger players like Jacob Bernard-Docker or former the former Okotoks Oiler or maybe Lassie Thompson. Or maybe they're just going to try and go for it. This is
0: going to be the fun part. You know, the rebuild's done. Now we're stepping into yep. another uh, zone, I would call it. Yeah,
2: another zone. Yeah, there's no way the
1: Senators should go out there and be a big buyer.
2: You're not making the playoffs. No. But, I don't know. this move. The move yesterday, I'm like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing, guys? It could be the DeBrincat. It could be, but it feels a little early. You didn't need to do that. What if they're going to get... Are they going to get... I don't know. I don't know. Patrick Kane's
1: waving to go oh to Ottawa. Oh, my goodness. No,
2: no, no. I don't know. No. What are you doing, here? <sighs> Raptors return from their all-star break, ready to make their push here after the deadline. Uh, they're in the last spot in the playoff tournament. They play the New Orleans Pelicans at 5.30 tonight. That's going to be uh, on the other network. Jays continue their workouts down in Dunedin. Yesterday, some chatter on Nate Pearson who has looked solid thus far. John Schneider believes that putting him in a more defined role, telling him that they plan for him to be in the bullpen rather than be a starter, has allowed him to be more focused on a task while at camp.
1: I'm comfortable doing that and there's some certainty in what I'm doing. Um, having him articulate to us kind of where, where he was and how tough last year was for him and even the year before where there's expectations as a big prospect and, and things like that. So he's in a really good spot. I'm, again, I always go back to conversations where you get very encouraged by what the players are saying. Um, and I think him being comfortable in a specific role is really key for him. It's all about VLO and if you can stay healthy. If he can hit triple digits on the gun like we've seen Nate Pearson do, okay, great. I think that would be great, have a power arm out of the bullpen because that's something the Blue Jays haven't had a lot of Mm -hmm. for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. You need power arms in the bullpen. To me, he's a giant wild card. Can he stay healthy enough? Can he contribute? Because whatever they get out of Nate Pearson this season is just gravy. And if you say Kikuchi's brutal, is Ricky Tiedemann going to be involved in the rotation? Does Nate Pearson potentially step in? So many questions in spring training. Although, as you know, I hate spring training.
2: Oh, it's so short, George. Yeah. From the NFL on the heels of Full Swing, the Netflix documentary that followed golfers on the PGA and Live Golf Tours, Netflix announced another foray into the sports world. Its first partnership with the NFL on a docuseries called Quarterback coming this summer. The series will give unprecedented access to three NFL quarterbacks. As the press release describes, well, there were varied levels of success for these three quarterbacks last season. For instance...
3: The upcoming show will feature behind the scenes access to some of the biggest moments of the season. As Mahomes set an NFL record for total offense on his way to winning the League and Super Bowl MVP awards.
2: So, Pat Mahomes, record setting season, won the Super Bowl. Please don't show his brother and his wife. I'm sure they'll be the worst. So, they're in. That makes sense, right? Next up. Okay. Kirk
3: Cousins engineered the greatest comeback mm. in NFL history and led the Minnesota Vikings to an NFC North Division title.
2: So there's maybe some intrigue there. They were an interesting team because they had all the wins, but they weren't that good. So maybe seeing behind the scenes could show a little bit of intrigue there. Sure. Perhaps, but it's not Pat Mahomes. And then there's the third guy.
3: Marcus Mariota took over as the starting quarterback in his first season with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm.
1: Okay, I, I see. And then like lost I, his job. Like I get it, he's a guy that was a really high draft pick. Things didn't work out in Tennessee. He gets his second chance in Atlanta, and doesn't really work out for him there either. Um, that's another interesting team too. That is apparently sniffing around Lamar Jackson, mm, the Atlanta Falcons.
2: The show itself produced by NFL Films, Omaha Productions, which is Manning's company, and Two PM Productions, which is Pat Mahomes' company. On the golf side of things, we take out our drivers, we tee up, and <coughs> that
3: ball goes sailing up into the sky, holds there for a moment, and then.
2: <gasps> on the PGA Tour, it's the Honda Classic at the Champions Course of PGA National in Palm Beach, Florida. Limited field in the, this one; only 13 of the top 50 players in FedEx Cup standings are teeing it up. Uh, Canadian Adam Svensson, the highest ranked of these, he is 10th. In FedEx Cup standings, as we enter action here today, Uh, other Canadians: Michael Gligich has already teed off for his first round. Taylor Penderth will go at 11:02. Ben Silverman at 11:24. And, and again, this is the, the Florida swing. Field, yeah. The
1: Florida swing is underway, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And then it, obviously, we're all gearing up for the Players' Championship coming up in a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, exactly. The LPGA returns as well with the Honda LPGA Thailand. Brooke Henderson with the lone Canadian in action. She finished tied for fourth at this event last season. See if she can go with back to back wins to start the season. She was minus three in her first round. This one's over in Thailand. So. First round is already done. Uh, Yesterday, it was announced that Grant Thornton Invitational is going to be played later this year. A new tournament that will allow players from the PGA and LPGA to compete for equal prize money. The format that hasn't been seen since 1999 when John Daly and Laura Davies won the final JCPenney Classic. Uh, Three-day tournament, 32-player field, 16 women, 16 men. Tony Finau and Nelly Corda have been announced as a team, as were Ricky Fowler and Jessica Corda. I'm hopeful for an all-Canadian duo with Brooke Henderson and like a Mackenzie Hughes who put Corey his hand Connors. up on Twitter. Corey Connors. Nick Taylor's having himself a good year. That would be neat to see as well. So that's going to be later on in the year and something we can ask Adam Stanley about as the season goes on. Yesterday, the Wranglers hosted the Golden Knights, AHL affiliate, the Henderson Silver Knights at the Dome. Second game played on Dome Ice during the day. We'll get to that in a second yesterday's game quite the tilt there was uh two scraps plenty of misconducts over 70 shots nine goals including one in overtime Calgary led then they trailed kept tying the game Jan Kuznetsov would score his third goal of the season to tie the game late in the third the Flames 50th overall pick in 2020 usually a defensive defenseman scores a big goal set the game to overtime but they lost five to four rematch tonight NHL and AHL affair the Flames visit the Golden Knights the Wranglers close out this back-to-back with the Silver Knights Puck drop goes at 7 o'clock. Maybe grab yourself some Wranglers tickets and go on Sportsnet now on the phone Mm. while you're in the crowd there. That's a two-screen experience, right? Not bad. Uh, The other thing, the Calgary Hitmen hosted over 10,000 students and teachers, as well as the Winnipeg Ice. For the Tell Us Be Brave hashtag end bullying game at the Saddledome yesterday, Winnipeg and their eight NHL prospects, including three first-rounders, proved too much for a banged-up Hitmen squad. Hitmen fell 5-2. Sabres prospect Matt Savoy, three points. Flyers prospect Connor McLennan, three points. And 2023 NHL Draft top prospect Zach Benson had four points. 13 games left in the regular season for Calgary. Next game will go Saturday against Lethbridge at 2 p.m. The Regina Pats, a couple points up on the Hitman after Connor Bedard had a six point night in a 6 3 win over the Tigers yesterday. Calgary tied with those Tigers for seventh in the East. The Broncos lost. They're just two points out of a playoff spot trailing. The Hitman. George, I have one final thing for you here on the report. Okay. Three Calgary hockey teams played yesterday. The Wranglers, the Hitman, and the Flames. Can you rank them by attendance?
1: Okay. The the Coyote, the Flames-Coyotes game was last because it was 3,500. Okay. Um, you said 10,000
2: at the Hitman game. Yeah. So it's only Hitman, Wranglers, Flames. Let me just check the attendance from yesterday. They announced 3,500, hey? Because I'm looking here, and as it has been for the Coyotes all year, they're reporting a 4,600-seat sellout. Okay, whatever. So technically, it would be the Hitman first, over 11,000 people in attendance. Then the Flames with 4,600, but okay. And then the Wranglers, just over 3,000. Okay. Intriguing.
0: And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Great
2: you know job, what Benny. I needed there? I needed this. I'm just going gonna... to... I,
1: I do like that. I like when you give me like an impromptu question like that. When you're like, oh, who was the intendant? A little, did this? Travi- a little trivia? Yeah.
2: A little uh, I make love sure that. you're paying attention?
1: I love that. and I also love nailing word two. Ding, please. What? impromptu was a word um the morning report brought to you by motorworks if you want a bmw choose motorworks for service and repairs they'll gladly match and then beat any competitors price by 10 percent on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast Frank Saravalli Sam Cosentino what would be in your flames if you're hosting a, a flames game what would the flames send out as a hosting kit it's all straight ahead it's the big show Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 the fan.